It is that time, everybody. Every Friday we get into the cage here on 710 ESPN Seattle. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. It's always a pleasure to speak with this man. You can read his stuff at The Athletic. He does a great job as a senior writer for The Athletic covering the sport of MMA. I'm talking about our buddy Josh Gross is with us on the Zeke's Pizza Hotline. Josh, how are you, man? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Boy, there are a few uh, few interesting topics out there I want to hit with you. First of all, I saw that you tweeted about an hour ago, Randy Couture, for those that don't know, suffered a heart attack, um, and you tweeted out that he just walked home after being released from Cedars-Sinai. So that, to me, says, hey, good news, and hopefully everything's okay. Sure, very good news. Uh, it was a heart attack. He had a procedure and a stint put in place. Um, he lives pretty close to the hospital. It's a big hospital out here in Los Angeles, uh, about three or four blocks. And he walked, he walked in, and he, he said he was walking out. So he did that, and it, it sounds like he's resting at home, which is good news. Man, it, it's weird. Even in retirement, you look at him. He's a guy who looks like he's in great shape and you know, still trains, and he's working with other fighters. And, the, and to see something like that happen is sort of sort of jarring, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, people, uh, they're still human beings. And uh, as tough as they appear in the exterior and a lot of what they put their body through, like I don't think people can really fathom. But they're, you know, in some ways they're just as fragile as the rest of us. And, uh, you know, it it was a bit shocking news considering what kind of shape Randy Couture is in. Um, But it sounds like everything is okay. And, you know, for him to be able to leave the hospital after three days and and, and walk out, I think, says a lot about him and and where he's at health-wise. Yeah, it's good news, though. Good to to hear that he's up and moving around and and out of the hospital. So uh, maybe you, uh, I don't know if you've gotten more information. I'm looking for somebody to shed some light on the Nate Diaz situation here. We saw what he tweeted. Uh, the note that he wrote, basically, he he, he popped for something, um, and he blames everybody else and USADA, and you know, hey, you guys take steroids, I don't. What do you what do you make of this whole thing? Well, he, he talked about that he had taken some supplements um, from Whole Foods and some natural supplements. It's hard to know what those are exactly. I, I, look, I think um, if you're taking anything, and you're an athlete, even certified third party supplements. Uh, there's a risk for contamination. Um, I just uh, went to a stakeholder meeting out here in California for the California Athletic Commission uh, in the middle of October, and Jeff Nowitzki from the UFC was there. He handles their anti-doping program. Uh, representatives from USADA Laboratories were there. And, and the gist of it is is that um, so much uh, of the uh, over-the-counter supplements that you get, uh, quite a amount of over-the-counter medication that people take, even prescription med- medication, can be contaminated with, with what are considered prohibited substances. And the testing at this point has gotten so good, the technology is so good, and they can detect at such a low level um, that things are now coming to light in terms of banned substances that people are ingesting not of their own will, but you know through, through taking just regular things. Uh, and, and the ability to, to catch them uh, is so refined that um, you know that's happening more and more. About half of the positive tests under the UFC uh, anti-doping program are related to tainted supplements or some sort of contamination. Um, so, you know, it, it sure seems like that. Nate Diaz has always been uh, vocally uh, clear that uh, he is not part of that steroid culture. There have been people in his camp who have been associated with it, and so you have to take that he's his own person. Um, he swears he didn't do anything. I think we have to get some answers first. So far, everybody's pretty mum on this, um, seeing if, if it'll scuttlebutt you know this big fight that's supposed to be coming up november, november 2nd in madison square garden or not 
So as we sit right now, has is the fight officially canceled? I know he's the one that got out in front of it and said, "Well, I'm not fighting," and this is you know nonsense, blah blah blah. And I know Jorge Masvidal has said, "No, I I I know you're not a cheater. I, I expect to see you November second. Where where are we at officially with the fight? I think it's a holding pattern. Uh, no one's made an announcement that it's changed or it's off. Uh, but obviously, with this news, um, it is something that uh, people have to deal with. Now, the UFC changed their policy about announcing uh, positive tests or adverse tests. We don't even know what's neat, if it's an adverse finding or an atypical finding. And these are important distinctions in doping. If it's atypical, uh, that may may allow for a situation where the fight goes on. If it's an adverse finding, that's going to be a hard time having the fights move forward. And that really has to do with the substances, the levels that are present in the the, uh, results of the, the lab test. And things like that. So it's, we're still dealing with a lot of, uh, uh, well, actually no information, and, and it's making it difficult. But the UFC hasn't stepped in and said that this is not happening. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, just before we move off of that one, who did you like in that fight? Uh, boy, that's really tough. Um, you know, I, I I think it's a heck of a matchup, and stylistically they, they can both go after one another. Um, it's also interesting from a tactics perspective because, you know, people have this idea of the BMF. So these guys are just going to stand there and slug it out. It's like old Tank Abbott kind of style, but they're not. <laughs> I mean, they can definitely mix up a variety of uh, elements of their game. And, um, you know, Nate can wrestle and, and Masvidal, he's got some good counter wrestling, but he's also given up a lot of takedowns. And I, you know, I don't know. I, I hadn't really made a pick yet, quite honestly, Bob. I was going to wait to see how they played out on fight week before I really felt like I was comfortable about saying which guy was going to win or not. Okay, moving on. Let's. Uh, I, I was looking at your Twitter page, and you retweeted a video of, of uh, Conor McGregor uh, speaking to a, a group of media, and somebody decided to throw a bottle at him as he was talking about disrespecting the people of Dagestan. I don't, do you know who threw the bottle and, and what was going on there? I'm not sure who it was exactly, but he's in Russia. He's doing a tour of Russia, and obviously he's very vocal, and he's been going out of – after people of Dagestan, since uh, you know he's met up with Khabib Nurmagomedov, um, it, you know this. If, if you're from certain parts of the world, um, you don't take kindly to that kind of talking. Clearly, Connor has like struck a chord, a negative chord, uh, with people in that part of the world. And uh, yeah, he, he almost got the the George Bush shoe treatment there. It was, uh, <laughs> it was interesting to see his reaction to it. Yeah, he showed nice head movement there. Good reaction time though. So it uh, exactly. <laughs> it was. He looks to be in shape. He he's doing his. Uh, he did his press conference the other day, talking about his season, as he called it, and then he's talking about fighting fighting at the T-Mobile Arena in January. Yet didn't name an opponent. Do you have any insight as to if, if that is, in fact, going to be a day he's going to be there, the date he was talking about, and any idea who he may be fighting? I believe it was reported that Dana White said um, that the 18th was a date that they were looking at. There was no opponent yet, no bad agreement yet. Uh, but there is talk about Donald Cerrone or maybe Justin Gaethje. I think um, you know either of those fights would be attractive for, for audiences. Certainly the Gaethje-McGregor fight, I think, would be one that people would really be interested in. Donald's taking a step back, and, and um, you know I'm not sure that he's is quite a, a big draw or or is a, a, a big a fight for McGregor. Um, but you know I, I think it makes more sense for McGregor in some ways. He, it's tough to step back and fight a Justin Gaethje considering the way that he's been rolling. Uh, those two right now seem the most likely. Uh, Connor's still talking a lot about Khabib, and um, you know I, I think he wants that rematch. He sees it a big rematch. He's saying they'll do it in Russia. Uh, but for uh, the start of his season, yeah, it's either looking like Gaethje or Cerrone, at least from some of the the rumor mill. And then you see, do you see the rest of his plan go, coming to fruition? Now he was talking about the winner of Masvidal and, and Nate Diaz. He thought Nate Diaz would win. Talking about the trilogy, 
I guess we have to wait and see what happens with this whole thing with Nate and then talked about a rematch with Khabib. And Khabib hasn't expressed any interest in fighting him again. So do you see that one happening, or is that just uh, Connor trying to uh, egg him on to the point where he says, all right, let's do this again? Well, I, I think it's probably some of that, but uh, it's it's possible that it happens again. Look, uh, you know, Khabib and his people have talked about, you know, he really doesn't have that many fights left. Um, you know, maybe get to 30 fights if he's undefeated after 30 fights. uh perhaps walk away. I, I, I never really buy into that. I have a hard time buying fighters at the prime of their career. You know, the, 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 the amount of money that they're walking away from is insane. And if you're talking about McGregor, you know, I, I think if he goes out and wins a couple fights, if he, if he does fight a Gaethje or Cerrone and wins, and then somehow fights Moss at all or another high profile fighter and wins. Yeah. I, all of a sudden there's going to be a lot of discussion about him in a rematch with Khabib. And if they do that in Moscow, that that's a big money fight anywhere they bring it in the world. So that's certainly possible. Uh, last one before we let you go. Uh, you were tweeting, and we don't talk Bellator very often, but they got an interesting fight coming up with Rory McDonald and Douglas Lima. Where are you at with McDonald? Does he look the same to you as he did when he was in the UFC and he had those wars with, with Robbie Lawler and people feel like he hasn't been the same fighter since? I know he, after one of his fights recently, he talked about he didn't know if he had the desire to do this anymore, and then he came back, and obviously he's won, and he's he's got another fight here, but... All in all, do you look at him as the same fighter, or has he lost a little bit because of the damage he's taken? He's definitely not the same fighter, and I'm not going to necessarily say that he's lost anything. Uh, but by his own admission, he he feels like he is not mentally the same guy who would stand in front of Robbie Lawler the way he did, and sort of uh, he he had a weird sort of masochistic thing happening in that fight, and I think I think it changed him, where like he didn't need to prove how tough he was anymore. Um, I still think on any given day, tactically, if he comes in in shape, uh, he's a handful for any welterweight on the planet. Um, you know, if if he slipped, Diego uh, Douglas Lima will will win that fight. Douglas Lima is a really really good welterweight fighter. He could compete with the best welterweights in the world, no matter what promotion they're in. And uh, I think a lot of people, including myself, are feeling like he's got an edge in this fight. Uh, some of McDonald's actions this year, um, you know, were confusing, and some of the language he used made you feel like, oh man, he he really doesn't want to be in there. But, you know, he did go through the training camps, and he said that he wanted an extra time to prepare for Lima. And, you know, I think a a prepared Rory McDonald, and he looked in good shape on the scale, um, is still a a very, very difficult fighter to to deal with. Um, And I don't think he's so mentally broken or anything like that that he's just going to fold in this fight. Uh, That's never been his style. I, I just get the sense that he recognizes that there's life outside of fighting now. He's married, he has children. Uh, his priorities and perspectives have changed a lot, and I, I don't think he wants to really have to deal with uh, another kind of physical situation. There was a huge toll from that Lawler fight. His face was rearranged. His nose was never quite the same. So um, I, I think there's some acknowledgement. He can still be really effective. He just doesn't have to take a beating for it. He is Josh Gross of The Athletic, does a great job as a senior writer for The Athletic covering MMA, so you can check him out there. You can also follow him on Twitter at Yayi, that's Y-A-Y underscore Y-E-E on Twitter. Josh, always fun to talk to you, man. Thanks so much for cutting out time as as always, and I look forward to talking soon. All right, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.